Whoa, what the hell happened to you? That's one hell of a shiner. Uh, yeah, yeah, the eye. Well, let's just say after some long negotiation, uh, I was able to collect what Billy Hope owed us. I, I, I paid the price, but yeah, we're going to get paid. Jesus, finally. For a dude with two Bentleys and two Ferraris and that mansion he lived in, he sure did seem broke. Yeah, I uh, I tried to be sensitive to the, you know, his finances with his with everything that happened with his wife, you know. Did they ever find out who shot her? Seems like with the place that they were doing that, you know, fundraiser, there would have been a ton of surveillance and stuff like that. Regardless, you know, what what's in the duffel bag there you got? Did, did, is he paying for the repairs of that car he wrapped around the tree in cash? Oh, God damn it, my face hurts. Can you give me some ice? Um... Oh, not exactly cash. Remember, remember that fight he had against Jake Paul a few months ago. Doc, you can call it a look, fight. He, he gave me a bunch of. He look at this. He, he he gave me the gloves he wore. He autographed them. He said we could surely we could sell these. Okay, a that has to smell horrific, and B, absolutely not. We're not accepting shitty memorabilia as a payment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call his manager right now. Uh, I think he. I can't smell anything. I think he broke my nose. Uh, hey, hey, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, yeah, great, great find. I, I, I didn't watch it. Uh, I, I got Travis here with a, a bag full of sweaty gear. Says that's supposed to be payment for Billy's car. Uh huh. You don't say. You're not his manager anymore. I, I, I thought you guys were like family or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. Business is business, but no, no. I, I got it. Okay, yeah. You don't say. Should, should the police have that? Well, you just go ahead and you hold on to that. We'll uh, we'll get with Billy on the balance. Yeah, just t t take it easy. What, okay, what the fuck just happened? Uh, well, yeah, he is. Uh, he's not Billy's manager anymore, so that's news. Um, but he said he could give us the dress shirt that uh, Billy was wearing the night his wife was murdered. Says the blood is authentic, whatever the fuck that means. So I I have no idea what's wrong with these people. Wait, what the fuck? How could how could they make a movie about these people? Uh, well, that's a great question. Let's find out uh, in Southpaw. It's a hard knockout life for Billy Hope, an undefeated boxer who grew up in the system with his wife and foundation, Maureen Hope. After Maureen is tragically killed at a fundraiser turned grudge match, Billy's life spirals rapidly out of control as he copes with the loss of his partner while wrestling with acts of revenge against those he deems responsible. After a series of poor life decisions, Billy now has to fight to save his daughter from the very system he and Maureen fought so hard to escape while trying to prove he's more than just a punching bag. Can Billy find the strength to fight again, or is he down for the count? And this week's movie review, Southpaw. Hello, welcome back. We are your cinema mechanics, Brett Mosier and Travis Santana. Let's go ahead and jump right into this one. Travis, go ahead. Give me your diagnostic for Southpaw. Uh, th that movie description. I I don't I don't know that that was the movie I watched. The the whole <laughs> fighting to stay out of the system that he escaped. Uh, we'll expound upon that later. But I. I I, I can't hide my feelings. This movie is one stinky piece of shit. Um, 
it, it started off strong enough for me, but there was a point uh, literally at the 50 minute mark where I was like, oh no, we still have an hour and 10 minutes worth of movie. And I guess my biggest problem. I love that we checked our phone at the exact same fucking time because Travis, it was at the almost the 50 minute mark exactly when I was like, oh, okay, this is how far we're into this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's the courtroom scene, which I, I definitely have a lot to talk about there. But I guess my my main problem is uh, something else you mentioned in your plot description. It, it, Billy punish or get revenge on the people responsible for for the death of his wife. So is he trying to get revenge on himself? Because the only time he tries to get revenge on someone who who got his wife killed is when he just smashed his car into a tree. Because to me, there is one person wholly, almost a hundred percent responsible for his wife's death and that's that's old billy hope which what a terrible fucking name for this movie but yeah. uh yeah that's that's my very quick diagnostic what what did you think so i didn't think that this movie was hot garbage i actually enjoyed the majority of it my biggest complaint about it was i felt like this movie pun intended here pulled a lot of its punches i felt like in a you know, I think a lot of it is Jake Gyllenhaal basically carried this movie. Uh, you know, I, I used to to be a hater on Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's it's he's like the Tom Brady to me of acting where it's like you hate him because he's too fucking good. Like if you're a true Patriots fan and not, you know, a bandwagoner, like you love Tom Brady. But like Tom Brady is just he's fucking phenomenal. And Jake Gyllenhaal to me is the same where it's like I would love to hate on him because of I don't know. He's Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's just he's so fucking good. Um but I felt like this movie had a lot of really great dramatic moments that they like ruined or didn't expel upon. And I, I guess that was my biggest complaint is I'm like, this to me was a, a good movie that could have been fantastic had they actually committed to what they were trying to do. Um, I do have one massive fatal flaw of the movie, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um Go ahead. It, it, you know, you think it's a stinky pile of shit here or, a, you know, a nasty gym bag. Tell me, was there anything that you liked about the movie? Uh, yeah, d definitely. Um, it's a boxing movie. So, of course, uh, I, I want to see the boxing filmed well. And I think they they definitely accomplished that. Um, it's one of those movies where I, I did at times kind of feel the the pain uh, that was being inflicted upon Billy Hope. Uh, it has the slick HBO production, uh, which if you're talking boxing, there's, there's nothing better than HBO. So any all of these movies are wise to include HBO as, as part of the action, which mm -hmm. uh, both Creed movies do that as well. So uh, the boxing stood out for me, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, was believable uh, as a boxer. Um, so I, I enjoyed every fight that was on screen. So it's funny you say that because I actually thought the beginning fights, and granted, I don't watch a ton of boxing, but I have watched some and I'll watch highlights and stuff like that. I thought the boxing at the beginning of the movie felt like movie boxing, where like there was too much energy being expelled. It didn't feel like that chess match. It didn't feel like there was strategy. It was just like, We've got two people in a ring, uh, ring together and they're just they're going to swing at each other like it didn't it felt almost like amateurish. And I guess they kind of address that later in the movie when Billy has to actually train to be a, a real boxer. And was it Will's Forrest Whitaker's character is like the boxing's not about, you know, the fist. It's about, you know, your mind. What's what's up here? And they kind of address that. Um, and I thought they did a better job at the the final excuse me the final boxing scene to me felt more like a traditional like it's a boxing match it's not a 
let's just swing us start. Granted, the scene, the first boxing match when, you know, the ref steps back and Billy just suddenly does that, like, running lunge and punches the dude in the face. It's like, oh, shit. Like, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, uh, don't get me wrong. The, the boxing, I enjoyed the way it was filmed. It is in no way realistic. Yeah, because to your <laughs> point, no one blocks a single punch in the whole movie. Everything lands, and they're throwing 75 punches around. Mm-hmm each guy uh but i just like the way it was filmed more so as an action scene not yeah. a legitimate depiction of boxing right right i agree i agree so it's it's funny because you know whenever we do this we we try and do a, a more of an even split with in terms of what we loved and what we didn't about the movie and i actually was i definitely despite me liking the movie more than you i definitely had more things i you know would would swap out you know in in our uh, aftermarket segment you know um so, I mean, my my highlights of the movie were de- definitely Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. Um, I really enjoyed Forrest Whitaker in this movie. Um, like his bar scene where he's drunk and he's taught like, why are you here? And he's like, he's that, I always love the drunken master type, you know, uh, role. Like he's not just wise, but he's also kind of a flawed master. Um, I would have loved to have seen more from his character. I felt like he was one of those where... I needed a little bit more backstory to understand his motivations as a boxing coach. And I never really got that, but just his performance as a whole, I, I thought, I thought was good. Um, and then just scenes in general. Um, I thought the, the scene with, with Billy and his daughter, when she says she hates him and she starts hitting him and all that, I, I thought that was a really well done scene. Um, and then, well, I'll, I'll get into, uh, there was one scene that I liked, but I thought that they, they they kind of fucked it up and i'll get into that in my my kind of you know aftermarket was was there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of things you thought the movie did well or that you enjoyed before we jump into kind of how we we'd uh we'd alter it well i, I want to touch on something that you just mentioned as as you you enjoyed it and it, the whole not only just master but kind of drunken flawed master i agree with you i think the problem for me with this movie is even when it's good I just think in the last 10 years, we have had, uh, I count one, two, three, four movies that are almost exactly the same that are way better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you predict any of the four that I'm going to say? Let's see. If we're going to say boxing movies, we have Creed and Creed 2. And what's funny is Creed actually came out the same year as Southpaw. Um, And then I'm trying to think of other boxing movies. You had Cinderella Man, which came out in 2004. Five, which would have been you know within a 10-year span of the release of this movie uh what other boxing movies i don't know if we're limiting it just to boxing but i'm gonna throw out those well, three there is a uh, there is a boxing movie that stars one christian bale as the ultimate drunken flawed drug addicted uh trainer for mark Wahlberg and the fighter have oh, you seen that i have not seen the fighter but yeah if you think Southpaw is decent to good, you would very much prefer The Fighter. And then the last one is not a boxing film. It's an MMA film called Warrior, starring Tom Hardy mm-hmm. and uh, Joel Edgerton. I haven't seen it, but I do love Tom Hardy. And Nick Nolte is the drunken, flawed master father of both characters. You could have just said Nick Nolte. Fight. You could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's time this movie seeds, i'm like yes this is good but i have a scene in one of those four movies that does it way better yeah. so that's what 
it holds it back. I know you're not supposed to view movies that way, but I, I can't help it. Uh, in terms of one other thing that I did like, because I don't like much, the two uh, females in uh, Billy's life, I thought both performances, obviously Rachel McAdams is, is only in the first half hour of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought she's great. Her death scene was was tough stuff. Um, that was well acted. You know, Billy's believable and not knowing what to do. He's panicked. And then you you touched on the daughter. I thought the daughter was tremendous. Mm-hmm. I have not seen her in anything before or since. Uh, I definitely want to look into her and see if she's still acting. Uh, but I thought even though I didn't necessarily believe that the relationship between Billy and his daughter was earned, mm-hmm. I thought they performed it very well together. And I'll get into that in a minute. I just think that this is a perfect transition into the scene. I thought that they fucked up hard is the death scene between Billy and Maureen. They that scene was excruciatingly long in the best way possible. Like, I don't mean like they should have cut that scene. Like, why was it that long? I think it would have been way more powerful if they didn't do all the weird fucking cuts in that scene. Like at one point, like they do almost like a film thing or like a camera thing where they turn it like almost it's a vertical shot sideways where like they do this weird pan. And I'm like, if they had just taken that scene and left it a shot of Maureen's face as she's dying. And then the only time it cuts is to Billy's face. And it's just going back and forth between those two. That would have been like awful in the best way possible to watch because it is like literally you are it is an intimate scene just between the two of them and you're not getting distracted by all of these weird cuts between different characters like it is just between those two as she is dying i'm like there's the fat like i the the overweight guy like he's like oh my god like he's got his hands on his on his head i'm like i don't give a shit about like i don't care about everybody else how they're watching maureen die like the relationship was between billy and her and that's where it should have stayed and i'm like i think they really cut a super powerful scene short doing that where they tried to show the exposition everybody it's like no this should have been almost to the point where it fades and you don't even see anybody else it is literally just between billy and marine i i agree with you i think your idea is better because what the way that it is shot i expect like okay what's going on uh who is it escobar the two escobars uh they have like the gun exchange and it looks like okay well where'd that gun go we're gonna have to track that gun down like maybe you know a killer is going to be brought to justice it never really comes up and does it no no it doesn't the the only other time hector comes up is when billy goes to try and find hector which okay so and i'll get into that in a second when he tries to find hector in his apartment and it's just hector's wife girlfriend i don't know when the children that are there and his girlfriend doesn't have to be if you know if she's can score some drugs she doesn't have to be right exactly yeah she winds up being a total piece of shit human being but it's like it's it's one of those things where i'm like the whole time like they bring up you know uh what is it miguel i think is the other boxer is it yeah yeah he's from colombia and this all i'm like then how the fuck did he meet hector who lives in a shitty apartment in new york i'm like is he from columbia is he just colombian like that whole thing started to confuse me because i'm like boxing is a it's a worldwide event like i thought miguel was supposed to be from columbia but then when you anchor him with hector i'm like why is hector part of his posse you would uh, again that's getting like into the weird nitty-gritty of this movie like i don't understand like the whole time like when he goes to avenge him you know marine's death to hector and it, it winds up in that shitty apartment building i'm like is this like the bottom of like a really expensive like is he gonna climb the tower and like nope no it's just a shitty apartment building and and hector's nowhere to be found so 
I thought that whole thing was was weird how that broke down. Yeah, and and so now we're into the the complaints we could lodge against the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to? Where, where shall we begin? I guess you probably won't have as many as me or feel as passionately as oh, me. No, so I, do you want to lead off? I have I have quite a few. Um, I will lead off with my number one complaint to this movie where I, I think what drags it down the most. And we'll see if you agree. Uh, and that is one Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent. I feel like he is terrible in this movie. He doesn't make any sense with the other actors and actresses you have in terms of the caliber. Whoa, 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 Brad. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make money. <laughs> so why, why would they put him in here? I, it clearly makes sense. Okay. Well, even at this point, this it makes is, money. Well, this no, because I would argue this isn't even during Fifty Cent's. Hey, like this isn't the top of his career. Like I think this is the point where like he's going bankrupt and like he's getting in trouble for showing money uh, in the courts. Like you're not. Are you bankrupt or you're not bankrupt? Uh, but he's terrible in this movie. He's like Jiddly. he's he's one dimension he's the most one-dimensional character and the whole thing if i'm completely honest and we'll probably jump into this a little bit with my chop shop but the whole time um i'm waiting for curtis jackson's character to to do the i killed mufasa and like he was responsible for maureen's death because i'm like i felt like they were setting that up like oh maureen's like no 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 billy's done you know jordan who's uh 50 Cent's character understands, like, oh, Maureen controls Billy. She's going to do whatever Maureen says. So, like, I'm waiting the whole time for this movie to reveal that, like, oh, no, Jordan is the one who killed Maureen. Like, he saw an opportunity to kill her so that he could take control of Billy and, and Billy's psyche. And it didn't, it never, that never comes to fruition. And I, I guess that's because that's a little too wacky for how serious this movie takes itself. But I'm like, the whole time I'm waiting for that to happen. And like I said, 50 Cent's character, he never materializes. He's always just this weird, like, we need a bad guy, so he'll be the... Because even, um, was it Miguel, isn't, like, the bad guy, the box. Like, he's an asshole, and he does the, like... He goats Billy by bringing up his wife, and he's gonna fuck his bitch and all that stuff. And like, don't I? Don't worry, I have plenty to say about that. So keep going on 50 Cent. I'll, I'll hit on Miguel in a yeah, second. Yeah, so, like, 50 Cent, he's just... He was terrible to me. He was <laughs> he was as generic as possible. It's like, oh, look, he's the rich. You know, he's making money off of people. He's the shop dressed man. And I'm like, he just he's Don King. Yeah. Even then, he's not a Don King, though. Like, he doesn't even like he never comes off as like he sets up the fights or anything like that, which, you know, I'll jump into one more, you know, thing. And then, and then we'll give you Miguel. But like the whole thing, like. Billy brings up when Billy finally wins over his daughter and like she's going to come to the match and it's like they're going to say terrible things, you know, and, you know, Forrest Whitaker's character, Wills, he's like, you know, they're going to they're going to, you know, make this whole match, this rematch about revenge, about, you know, Miguel killing your wife and blah, blah, blah. That was I needed to see the marketing for that match because that would have made me way more invested in the 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 old the the climactic battle between billy and miguel if they had done like it would have gotten me riled up it would have gotten me more on billy's side about like oh yeah look at the marketing they do about how miguel the mysterious death of a marine due to you know it seemed like you know miguel's people had something to do with it blah 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 but it just goes it literally cuts from they're gonna say terrible things and you're gonna have to be prepared layla you know his his daughter and then it immediately just cuts to, to to him getting ready for the boxing match and i'm like I needed that five minutes of like sizzle reel for this match to make me care. And I didn't get it. Yeah. 
uh, Creed, both Creed movies do have given you the sizzle reel. Absolutely. Uh, as to get you hyped for the HBO's made an ad for the past years. So, uh, yeah, it's weird include that um, which kind of leads to another complaint of mine and you mentioned it pulling punches I don't necessarily I think you know who wrote this movie or at least co-wrote this movie no uh, a gentleman named Kurt Sutter are you familiar with him of uh, the Sutter twins I, I'm not familiar with that I have no idea who he is now I'm just trying to bullshit uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he created and wrote a lot of Sons of Anarchy. And I think I bet there's a version that he wanted to make that had much more to do with Miguel and either cartels or street gangs. And maybe they were going to go the direction of it clearly was uh, some sort of gang connection or cartel connection. Or uh, to your point, Jordan. I bet there was some sort of version where Jordan was behind it all because um, that is certainly set up and foreshadowed all the time. Uh, we talked about the gun exchange. That sets something up that goes nowhere. It feels like a bunch of seeds were planted, and for whatever reason, maybe the studio didn't have faith in, in Kurt Sutter uh, to deliver on it because what ends up happening to me, the reason I hate this movie the most, is who's the villain? I don't think it's Miguel because uh, – Two reasons, or I don't, is Miguel the Miguel's not the fighter? What's the fighter? I thought name? the fighter was Miguel. I, I don't give me a second. It might I be. I don't know. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I was gonna look it up. Yeah, Miguel Magic Escobar is the fighter. Okay. Two times they show Miguel to me as it clearly shows he's not the villain that he's being portrayed to be. Mm -hmm. Stereotypically, could be the first time is when he is uh, when Jake Gyllenhaal is. Billy Hope's given this uh, his partner or whatever Escobar's partner is being kind of a dick and being loud and he he calm he said hey be quiet be respectful do mm -hmm. you remember that part I, I do it stood out to me and then in the lobby when he comes up to him his friend is the one calling him hey here comes bitch boy or whatever and the first thing he says when he comes up to Billy is like hey you know I don't want you to get the wrong basically I'm just trying to promote the fight and Billy is all standoffish and blows him off mm -hmm. and then that's when he pops off with the line but it was almost like a hey I'm warning you what I what I say is just to try to sell tickets and make us both money yeah I and Billy acts like a complete heel about it and then ends up like, what's the worst thing you can do there? We, You don't watch MMA or boxing as much as me, but all of these fights, we just saw it recently with Floyd Mayweather. They always do this little ticky-tack shit, got your hat, shoving mm. matches, but you you punch a dude in the face, that's that's escalation that didn't need to happen. And that's why I say Billy is the his wife got killed. Ultimately. Yeah, somebody talked shit, but they told you right beforehand, hey, this is just acting. Yeah, no, I and I agree. I, I saw that too. I was like, M Miguel was not the bad guy. I mean, they try and again when he's losing the battle, you know, he's starting to lose the boxing match at the end. He brings up, you know, Maureen again to get under his skin. But at the end of the day, I, I never thought Miguel was portrayed as a as a villain, you know? Right. And you paved the way on how 50 Cent could have been the clear cut villain, but they pull that punch. So it's like at the end of the day, Billy is the one that I dislike the most. But I'm like, the movie wants me to just root for him like this is Rocky. Mm hmm. So, yeah. And what are your other complaints? You mentioned that you had a few. Um, 
So the other thing I thought was weird was I I was expecting again it's a lot of this movie is I think the flaws where I expected more from it like I thought the whole when Hoppy gets killed I thought more was going to happen with Hoppy I honestly I, you know I was watching this movie with Kate and I was like get ready because Hoppy's going to wind up being like one of Hector's kids and she goes what do you mean I'm like yeah it's going to be this thing where like you know basically billy finds out he's got this relationship with hoppy and then he realizes like he's gonna have to forgive the sins of the father because you know hoppy's trying to come up and be a better person and then he realizes you know hector might be a piece of shit but like he can't hold that against the family and he'll wind up reflecting himself about you know something about you know how he has to grow up and he can't you know allow other people to to be responsible for his his mistakes and stuff like that and then hoppy just kills off dies off screen and then the next thing you see is forrest whitaker hitting a punching bag and i'm like and then even to that point i'm like billy jake gyllenhaal's character has almost no reaction to hoppy dying and i'm like you showed that you had concern for the kid and that you had a relationship with him and then nothing materializes with that i'm like i expected that to once again goad you goad billy into being you know, a better person. And I'm like, it's almost like, no, this is our, this is like the generic, we had to find a way to make Forrest Whitaker's character want to, to coach Billy. And I'm like, this is it all, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the dream killer. That's what they all call me, the dream killer. And I'm like, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for why, you know, Wills would care about having a boxing ring for all these, you know, underprivileged kids to give them a place to like to be better than themselves. And then all of a sudden, if you go to they never explain why Wills won't train a pro. It's just like, oh, once you get to a point where like you've actually escaped the system, um, I'm done with you. I, I only care about people who can't get out. Like it doesn't make any sense like um, from that standpoint. So I thought that that was kind of a lost moment. Um, and then my my biggest complaint, or not biggest complaint, my biggest complaint was 50 Cent. But I also felt that the ending was lazy. Um, and I hate this in, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen Creed or anything like that. I understand in a movie like Creed or even one of the Rockies does this where like the, the match comes down to points. And then it winds up being like in Creed, Creed loses to points, but it's like it's part of his growth and he's growing up as, as a boxer. It sets him up for Creed 2. And it's like, listen, your protagonist doesn't have to be, you know, he doesn't have to win everything, but he has to learn and grow. And so I don't feel like it's earned in Southpaw because it comes down to the points. And I'm like, no, like the odd, like we've earned watching Miguel get knocked out. Like, and yes, we get to see the Southpaw, which I don't understand why the movie is named after this move. But when he does the southpaw uppercut and knocks him down, I'm like, okay, cool. We get to see like Billy knocks out Miguel, but then he gets up and then it comes down to points. And I'm like, it just felt like uh, we want to have our cake and eat it too. It's like, oh, see, you know, Billy won, but you know, he it still came down to we're not going to give you the the knockout. And I'm like, I don't understand why you wouldn't give us the audience the knockout. You know, I feel like as an audience, we earned the knockout and you didn't give it to us. I think it goes back to what I was saying, uh, and I'd be interested to look up to see if, if Kurt Sutter was ever trusted to write something as big as this uh, on a film level, because it just reeks of somebody who is used to watching television. And that's why you have all of these little subplots that seem like they should go somewhere, because in a TV show, they would. But I feel like as a television writer, he didn't know what to do and probably turned in like a three and a half hour script and the studio is like no way so then you just get a bunch of dangling threads that lead to nothing and then that's how you get such an unsatisfying ending because i just i felt no dramatic push towards the end of the movie i was like 
Billy's problems run a lot deeper than just knocking out Miguel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like if anything, this movie should have been about what is he going to do after boxing and after he doesn't have Maureen to lean on to raise this kid. That's a much more interesting story than him knocking out Miguel. Well, yeah, because and that's the whole thing is it's, again, that lazy ending where, like, it ends with him hugging his daughter, his daughter doing, like, let's just go home. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made with Maureen. But I'm like, you know, Will's final comment is like, okay, you need to take care of yourself and your daughter now. And, like, you have no idea where the movie goes after this. Like, if that whole line is like, okay, let's go home and him saying, like, okay, let's go home is supposed to be him. He's learned his lesson. I'm like, no, I need the flash forward, like, six months to a year from now where... Billy's retired from fighting. He's taking care of his daughter and he's decided to be a coach with Wills or something like that, which is a soft, you know, um, a, a very soft ending to the movie. But I'm like, that's what this movie was leading up to was something like that, where it's like Billy has learned that he can't just be a punching bag. He can't wind up being pun like he is now supposed to take care of his daughter. And at the end of the movie, it's still one of those like, no, Billy's still like now his daughter is basically Maureen. He still needs someone to take care of him. Like he didn't grow he grew enough right. to get his daughter back, but not enough to be independent. Right. And and the whole point was he was going to be punch drunk in two years if he kept this up. This goes to my, my last real complaint about this movie, and this might be small time for some people, but how exactly is it that Bill 43 and 0, he's the undisputed light heavyweight champion of the world, and a bad three or four months and he's broke essentially how does mm -hmm. that happen <laughs> i thought the same thing too i was like i was like what like when and he accuses the the accountant of stealing his money i'm like oh no it's gonna wind up being jordan stealing his money i'm like yeah i'm like why can't he sell the house or like how where did all of the fucking money go and i think they tried to do a throwaway line like oh it's you're you're having to pay the ref and then we lost the contract i'm like was he like short on money before that like it just to your point, it, it felt very where it's just like, oh, well, this is the easiest way to put him into a shitty apartment in downtown New York is we're just going to say he lost all of his money. Like, it, it's not going to really make any sense, you know. Like, there's no need to make him such a successful fighter. If, if you want to make him that close to poor, don't have him be 43 and fucking oh. Mm -hmm. Like, we live in a world where Floyd Mayweather, like, within the last... 10 to 15 years he was 43 and 0 because he's 50 and 0 now and he was making like 20 million dollars a fight you're telling me at 43 and 0 now granted his early fights were paid much but let's just say 10 fights paid about Floyd Mayweather money which is not unreasonable to think that at 33 and 0 he would start making 20 million a fight that's 200 million dollars mm -hmm. where does it all go like it's so lazy i I don't understand why movies do this. It's the same shit with Rocky five. Again, that's this movie is just so derivative of everything else that has come before it. Mm -hmm. Well, I was trying to find out who produced Creed. Cause I'm wondering if it's because again, you had two boxing movies come out in the same year and I'm wondering if it was, this was supposed to be a different movie. And when they saw Creed was being made, they basically kind of tried to retool it to be like, Oh no, we just need a boxing movie that competes with the other boxing movie coming out this year, which I will say what was funny is like when it opens up and it's a wine scene company, I'm like, Ooh, I'm surprised they didn't yeah. change that. I'm like in all of this. Cause I, I, I streamed this off of Amazon. I'm like, I'm surprised somebody hasn't gone by and, and erased a lot of that. <laughs> <at> the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have said that's another 
with Rachel McAdams getting, you know, uh, what's the term fridged? Is that what it's called in like comic parlance? Familiar with that term? No, I'm not. What is it? Fridged? Uh, fridged. Like, yeah, you would put something in the fridge. Basically, a woman getting killed at the beginning of a story oh. just to serve as motivation for the man. Mm. And when you look at uh, Kurt Sutter, not not the most female-friendly uh, content creator out there, and then it's a Weinstein Company production, I'm mm. like, yeah. It, it makes sense that there's no real female here that has any agency at all. Well, and it's another one of those I, I like looking, you know, we'll get into taglines later, but like I like always looking into the marketing of movies and stuff like that just because of my background. But like all the the big poster and all this for Southpaw was basically a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and Rachel McAdams. And it's like it's a black and white sepia like monotone um image and it's just like the two of them like in a uh, an embrace you know and i'm like and she gets killed off almost immediately i'm like to me the marketing of the movie doesn't even really i guess if you watch the trailer you know what happens but the marketing to me did not imply what this movie was going to be about again i would have put this more in the same vein as like a cinderella man where it's like it's the two of them trying to survive something not him trying to cope with the loss of his of his wife yeah, I remember the trailer distinctly because it, it gives away about the first two thirds of the movie. Uh, so, yeah, if you saw the trailer, it was very clear what you were getting. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that like I said, there's a million little small nits to pick at because I, I really did not like this movie. But uh, those are my, my major, major complaints. Yeah. And, and I guess that's where, again, where I come from. Right? I was like. And I, when I say good, I'm like, I think there's there's enough scenes in the movie watching Jake Gyllenhaal where I'm like, I enjoyed watching a lot of his performances. But again, my biggest complaint is this was a movie that was good that, that could have really been great had I feel like a little bit more attention been been put on it. Like it's 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 so close that if you had fixed up and shored up a couple of the problems, I think you really had some some potential here. And it is. If, if you had a different actor, I'm sure I'd feel very differently about this because as we've torn apart kind of the plot and what's going on with it, like Jake Gyllenhaal is, is definitely Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Rachel McAdams and, and the little girl are definitely and I'd say Forrest Whitaker. What the hell? We'll throw him in there are definitely the glue like their performances allow me to enjoy watching the movie. But from a plot standpoint, it is it is a little bit silly. It's a silly enough movie that it shouldn't take its, itself as seriously as it does, as silly as it as some of the, the pieces are, you know. That that is perfect, and that's uh, that fits perfectly into what I'm going to talk about in Chop Shop too. So once again, glad that you mentioned uh, something that's going to be so close to my idea. All right, well then, I think this is a is a perfect time to jump into Chop Shop. Uh, Travis, you seem like you're you know you're primed and ready to go. So I, do you do you want to lead us off this week? Yeah, you know what, I'll lead it off. Um... So, yeah, I I rewatched the movie this morning. Uh, normally, I try to watch it twice whenever possible. Uh, but after watching it the first time, I had such a bad taste in my mouth. I kind of wanted to just go into it with fresh eyes and see if I hated it. Uh, and through the first 50 minutes, I really loved it. And I was trying to think of uh, why does the movie go south 
so hard for me after that point. And I think it's because up until that point, I'm, I'm with Billy and his, his struggles. Obviously he lost his wife. Uh, I personally think he was at fault, uh, to a large degree. Uh, I don't know. Do you, where would you put the percentage blame on, on Billy? Just for, for giggles, Brett. For, for giggles, I would I would probably put it somewhere around 80%. Well, you know, he, he easily could have walked away from that. At the end of the day, he wasn't the one who fired the gun, but he's definitely the one who created the situation in which Rachel McAdams could get shot. Um, I definitely think it is a... Yeah, it's... I think for what they were trying to do with the movie, they could have found another way to make him directly responsible for her death, but they they didn't. Or at least make someone clear-cut responsible for her death. We talked about how that gun handoff happens, and you think, okay, maybe there's going to be some conspiracy that got her killed. Um that would be pretty entertaining. So I'm with it. I'm, I'm like, okay, they're setting up some threads here. Um, Billy right now seems like he's a pretty unlikable character. Uh, he, he's got some problems. He crashes the car. The judge talks about he's got substance abuse uh, problems, uh, weapons around his kid, etc. cetera. Uh, all that's going on in the courtroom scene, which is a, the last scene I really am with the movie because in that courtroom scene, Billy – uh, sees his daughter for the first time, and I guess since the accident. And while the judge is reprimanding him, instead of listening to the judge, what what is he doing? Do you remember? Uh, he's making faces and kind of playing, you know, with his daughter, like mouthing off with her. Right, and she's eating it up, which it's cute for her, and I can understand why she's doing it. She misses her dad, but as the judge is saying hey you've got loaded firearms around your kid you you've got drugs in your house you've got alcohol in your house you crashed your car all in the presence of your kid this should be the moment where billy's like whoops hey gotta get my life together because this i could lose my daughter and the judge even points it out like hey you you're a product of foster care your late wife was a product of foster care we, we can understand why you're so concerned about this except he's not concerned at all he's he's making jokes and being flippant and that could cost him his daughter. And then of course, when he finds out it's going to be 30 days and she's not going to be in his care for that time, he flips out again, just terribly irresponsible. And going back to the whole possible conspiracy of who got his wife killed, you mentioned that you thought maybe we would make 50 cent responsible for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. No pun intended, actually pun intended. <laughs> Um, they don't go that way, but th that whole setup to this point, the, the character who's got tragic flaws and problems and the, maybe the frenemy boss, colleague, agent, whatever, this movie up to this point kind of reminds me of Iron Man in 2008. Like the level of drama that this movie achieves looks great. If it's a setup to a superhero or supervillain origin story mm -hmm. when it tries to be this hard-hitting drama it doesn't work for me so uh, my chop shop was should have been like like a fledgling film company or a, a, a pc for example who, who just can't get right in the way that marvel can this should be the intro to one of their characters i don't know if they have a hulk-like character um but if they did because watching the scene where he's being restrained in the courtroom like slamming him down on the table i was like you know what if he turned into the incredible hulk right now and this was a uh, incredible hulk origin movie this would be pretty dope but the problem is after that scene it just 
the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Does it want to be just a, a, a I was rich down poor, you know, adjusting to life, trying to raise my daughter. Is it a, a Rocky go get him? He's got to win the final fight. Um, is it, Oh, he grows as a person. Cause like you said, at the end of the movie, he's just somebody who needs to be taken care of by his daughter. Now that his wife's dead, there's no growth. And to me, you can get away with that if it's a comic book movie, but it, it, you can't be in a quote unquote serious movie. So my tweak to this is find a shitty DC hero that has some sort of when he gets mad, he turns into something and make this the origin for that to try to make their version of Iron Man to restart the DC universe. OK, I can dig that. I'm trying to think if there's any DC characters. I mean, they always try and compare Superman to the Hulk because of strength. But I'm trying to think if they have like a like a yeah, kind of a, a dumb, a dumb, less, strong guy. Yeah, a less powerful. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Fifty Cent's Jordan character. Uh, you know, making the Iron Man comparison, he would be Obadiah Stane in the 2008 Iron Man movie. So, pick a DC villain that you want to go uh, off. So. <laughs> the drama in this movie would work on that level. You would say, oh, it's it's gritty, it's dark, but if you're trying to make a real dramatic movie, some of this shit just looks amateurish. Mm -hmm. No, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, that's my idea. Yeah. No, I, I like it, because, again, it goes back to addressing the fact that he doesn't really grow as a character, and if you're doing a, a superhero movie, you know you've got at least two more in the can after this to really grow the character, because, uh, you know, it's never going to be a one-and-done, or they'll just reboot it, so... Right. <laughs> All right. So I kind of alluded a little bit to my chop shop and my my grievances. All right. So okay. we keep the, the, the beginning of the movie. I think it's great. You know, they do a great job of establishing the relationship between Maureen and Billy and kind of that codependency and all that. You know, Billy's the bronze, Maureen's the brains type situation. Maureen dies. All right sends Billy into a spiral, all right? But it goes back to the I killed Mufasa situation in which Jordan is behind it. It's a conspiracy to kill Maureen, right? Um, and, you know, maybe it wasn't planned that way, but Jordan is opportunistic, and he's going to take his shot, literally, while the chaos ensues, and he kills Maureen. So it's all about uh, Billy coming to realization and then tracking down Jordan Baines. But so Jordan kills Maureen because he knows she controls Billy. And Jordan is still under the impression he doesn't have Miguel under his, his tutelage yet. So he's like, you know, Billy's my cash cow. Maureen's trying to get him to retire. That's there's, uh, you know, was it $30 million on the line? I need I need the money, you know. So after Billy falls it apart. It makes sense. Right. It makes sense, you know. After Billy falls apart, Jordan cuts him loose. He realizes, oh, Maureen was a little bit more than just his head. He's basically his foundation. Essentially, the soul of Billy is gone. He cuts him loose. So Billy starts training. He finds out, uh, you know, he, he's training with Wills. He builds this relationship with Hoppy. He confronts Hector. Later in the movie, he, he hunts down Hector, and he finds out that Hector is Hoppy's father. All right? So you have kind of the awkward thing where he's about to kill Hector, but he can't because it's Hoppy's dad. He realizes again, sins of his father. He he f decides to forgive Hector, but as Hector is like down on the ground, he's beat to hell. You know, basically, Heck, you know, he's like, you, you kill my wife, you kill my wife. Billy's, you know, he, he's like, basically, Hector's like, I didn't, I didn't kill your wife. Jordan killed your wife. 
because he needed he needed you to keep fighting billy right you know because hector he's now learned because he's in with miguel he's learned what the whole plan was from the beginning so now billy has to hunt down jordan all right because he's still about revenge all right and this is he's still gonna get to confront miguel but there's gonna be an extra boss battle in this in this all right so we're gonna find out jordan ain't no punk bitch all right and it's revealed that jordan was actually trained by will's arch nemesis all right so now it's one of these it's a legacy battle between the two all right and it, wills really does get his eye knocked out by a blue-eyed devil who is jordan's mentor and boxer now the reason jordan never you know went on and became a professional boxer is because jordan's too pretty all right he didn't like to take a hit you know and realizing boxing is like a chess match you know you have to take a hit sometimes to open up a window in order to take out your opponent so jordan jordan can't stand the idea of you know getting his his pretty little smile messed up so jordan never goes into boxing now he still boxes we're gonna have a couple scenes where it shows that he's still like you know he still trains and stuff like that but ultimately at the end of the day jordan decided to go the uh what is it, the promoter route, so that he could still make money, he could still profit off of boxing, but he didn't have to put himself out there, right? So, <clears throat> Billy's gonna show up at Jordan's Tower, alright? And Billy's gonna have to go, almost like a diehard style, floor by floor, up this tower, fighting different people. Second, you know, outside of Jordan's, Jordan's thing, he's gonna have to fight Miguel, take Miguel down, and then it's gonna open up to the final battle, where he has to fight Jordan, alright? He has to confront Jordan, who killed Maureen, and basically realized, you know, he he trusted Jordan and he shouldn't have, even though Maureen told him that, you know, they're going to scatter like roaches. Uh, it it climaxes with it with a, an ending battle. You know, Billy is going to do that thing where, like, he pulls back. He realizes, like, okay, this isn't what Maureen would have wanted. Jordan's going to take that last. He's going to try and knock Billy, right? Billy's going to do the dodge. He's going to do the tuck, the roll. He's going to finally show some defense that he's learned from Wills. And Jordan's going to plummet out the window. Again, diehard style, plummeting to his death. All right. And that's going to be the end of the movie. Now, in, in parlance of, of the diehard style of film, would there be a moment where we think uh, Curtis Jackson is dead, but then he comes back and then has to be like, out one last time uh no i think he he falls and he dies but it's gonna be like a weird poetic thing where like he somehow falls into like an angel with open arms statue where like now he's dead in the angel's arms you know type thing oh see i thought you were gonna say that miraculously like scrooge mcduck's vault of coins was down there since he was just so focused on money <laughs> and he would just fall into gold coins and die I mean, that's not a bad idea either. See, this is the whole thing. We, we got to play off of each other. I, I like the gold coins idea, you know? Yeah, just maybe a little tweak. Mm -hmm. Remind or me, when we wrap up this in our, our bonus episode where we discuss the trilogy, well, I want to point something about Chop Shops on this particular movie to the others. Okay. Ed, go ahead. Do you have any, any conclusions or this movie is it? Boom, the climatic and the on Scrooge moment falls into the gold coins and and then roll credit. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think it just rolls credits. Maybe his daughter, maybe Jordan has kidnapped his daughter, as they typically do in these, and she runs out after he's defeated Jordan. Uh, Wills, like, Wills breaks her out of wherever she was, because they have to do it as, as a partnership. And then, you know, yeah. He, he, yeah. She'll she'll come in. She'll embrace him just like they did at the end of this movie, but it'll be to, like, a helicopter light behind it over a broken glass, and it, she, he's just hugging yes. her. Once again, I, I would rather see that than <laughs> Southpaw as presented. Uh, all right. So that concludes Shop Shop. Let's go ahead and jump into title and taglines. I'm going to give you three taglines. All right, Travis, I need you to tell me what the tagline for Southpaw was. All right. All right. I've got my pen and paper ready. All Maybe. right. Your first one is one man's extraordinary fight to save the family he loved. Okay. All right. Fighters fall, champions rise. And thirdly, your legacy is more than a name. Okay. All right. Or the name. All right. Do you want me to eliminate or tell you which one I think it is? Go ahead and eliminate. What What, what do you think is definitely not the tagline for this movie? Uh, it's not one man's extraordinary fight to do a goddamn thing. All right. he, there, there's nothing extraordinary about Billy Hope. Okay. If that's not the tagline to this movie, what do you think that is the tagline to? Um, give it to me. One man's extraordinary fight to what? One man's extraordinary fight. To save the family he loved. To save the family he loved. See, that's a, that's a weird way to phrase it. How do you save something if it's dead? Does he no longer love the family, but he still wants to save it? I, I have not a clue. Is this for a some sort of comedic film? This is for 2005's Cinderella Man. Wow. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the loved part was also very strange. I'm like, because I watched that movie and I don't remember his family dying in that movie. <laughs> He's just like, he didn't give a or he, he did it for them, doing it for him. Yeah. You know? All right. So you got two. So we've got five yeah. all champ guys. It's not that I think it's the it's the is more than you th- your the your legacy is more than a name is uh, is the tagline for uh for Southpaw. That's what I think. That would be the tagline for 2015's Creed. You know what? It would have been obvious that name, but I thought there there had to be more fucking read. He has the stupid of Billy Hope other than so they could say Billy the Great Hope because I good God okay so fi- fighters what does that mean fighters fall champions rise what the fuck does that mean I, I don't know because like it's not like this was a, a, a story of a, you know the phoenix rising from the ashes like everything that happened to Billy was a result of Billy like it's almost like 
a movie that we love here, Top Gun. Like, everything bad that happens to Maverick in that movie is a result of Maverick's actions. <laughs> like, Maverick did everything. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, Maverick killed Goose. Um, but we can get into that whenever we get to, to doing wow, it. Wow, that is a scorching hot day. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that if we, if we do a uh, Hollywood chop shop with Top Gun. But I'm just saying, to me, but Billy isn't a redeemable maverick you know at by the end of the movie he's still just billy he's just learned how to defend you know in in a boxing match he's still very codependent on the people around him not only that, but i feel like if he were walking down the street today with daughter and somebody you know cat called his daughter he would get into a fist fight with whoever in the middle of the fucking street and not twice about it yeah so yeah, I just no way did I feel that he changed at all. So I, the, I, 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 I'm very curious what the realistic tagline for this movie would be. But uh, oh, yeah, if you I'll want, I there's there are three more. I gave you the I gave you the one that I thought would throw you off the most because I'm a piece of shit that way. But would you like to hear the rest <laughs> of the taglines for this movie? Uh, yes, I would love to know if any of the other two make sense. Um. All right, here we go. Believe in hope. I thought that was a little too obvious. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. His left is his strongest weapon, which I thought doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Um, I, I guess again he switches his stance to southpaw, but uh, again, the, again it goes back to this movie. Like the movie is is named after the fact that in the final match he learns to change his stance and go southpaw. I even looked up a lot of stuff about what southpaw means, and it's like, oh, it's basically it's a left-handed boxer or a left-handed, um, I think, a, like, pitcher or something like that. And all it is is basically like, yeah, being left-handed is a little unorthodox. It's a little different. It can give you an advantage. But I'm like, at no, Paul, at no point in this movie, to me, is it like, oh, Billy's a little unorthodox. Or like, you know, southpaw never made any sense to me for the name of this movie, other than the fact that somebody thought southpaw sounded cool. So they named a movie after it. Like it just it never materializes what South Paul means to the grander narrative of this movie. Yeah, I kept expecting it to kind of mirror like a change in approach in his life. Mm -hmm. Like, again, by the end of it, he would not be a, a, a overgrown man child dependent upon his daughter or wife to just take care of him. And then that maybe they would tie that in with the, the change to Southpaw and stance. But no, it's just, hey, remember, we mentioned Southpaw once and now he's doing it and he's going to win. So, mm -hmm. yay. And the last tagline for this movie was his biggest fight is on the ring. I felt like I thought if, it was going to say his biggest fight was himself. I was going to say, yeah, I if, if it's like his biggest fight is with himself. Yeah, it would have made more sense, but it. Again, never none of the taglines even made sense to me with with this movie. Again, it goes back to what we said. This was or what I said. I felt like this was a a good movie that had it has good dramatic scenes that is just lost. It doesn't it never materializes to being anything great. Or, or to be anything, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not what is the point of the movie? I know we talk about that a lot, but like what is this movie trying to say literally? Yeah. Listen to your wife when she says she wants to go home. <laughs> yeah, uh, essentially like, hey, or may, uh, 
find a better money planner because if you're 46 and 0, you should not ever have to fight again a day in your life, no matter how many Bentleys you have. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and wrap this baby up. You know, uh, what what is your final your final assessment of the movie? Is it is there anything redeeming enough worth watching? Is it worth a rent purchase? I mean, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to that. But where where would you fall with Southpaw? Let me tell you, here's how I can I can sum it up the most. I told you I watched this movie once, hated it. Felt like I needed to give it a second go. I originally watched it on a Thursday night, and uh, we are recording this on a Sunday. So when I pulled it up, I was like, oh, shit, it was a 48-hour rental. So I paid $3.99 twice to watch this, and boy, I, it's $3.99 that I'll never get back on the second rewatch, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I... There's nothing I could tell anybody unless you're related to someone involved in the movie why you would want to watch this. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. I don't think it's a boxing movie. It's definitely a drama that they try to use boxing as the like the the staple of of what allows Billy to overcome his his you know his life. Um, I. I I'm torn on this one. I don't know if I would rent it. I definitely don't think it has any rewatchable value. I don't think it's worth purchasing or owning. Um, I do think that there's some performances in the movie that are worth watching. It's, I will say this. I didn't feel like, oh my God, I'll never get that time in my life back. But I did not, I did not hate the movie. I, I think it is, if you've got nothing better to watch, it's worth watching once. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't own it or anything like that. I would just say I can almost guarantee anyone thinking about watching this that you will have something better to watch. <laughs> there In 2021, are... you, you got plenty. Yep. So if you're a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan, it's it's worth the watch. Um, outside of that, I think yeah, most most viewers will can find something better for them for them to watch. So. All righty. Well, with that said, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye, and hopefully, we'll see most of you in the uh, the trilogy recap show. Are you gonna say goodbye, Travis, or is it just me? Refreshing, okay.